podcast like this before. Yeah, well, everyone is everywhere. Like us Nigerians, everyone's just scattered everywhere. So this is the best way that we could connect with each other. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I just got the app. Because it's yeah. looking like, you know, it would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome here. So, today we're going to talk about, like, school systems in the UK. And just how it was when you, you guys were here. I'm here with Evie and Dukbo who are who schooled in the UK I don't know if they're both presently in the UK now but would also get into that so I'm going to start with um, EVA I'm going to start with you so I'm going to ask you how you first felt when you got into this country I think you got in like did you come in right after secondary school or yeah I did yeah could you tell us like just about like how that experience was for you when you first got here and I knew that you were go- about to spend like a long time here so it was kind of exciting at first because my sister was already there so I had someone that I could you know, kind of look up to and guide me yeah and also I'd seen I'd seen the ups and downs that she had been through so it was kind of exciting and very new um I liked having a debit card my own debit card for the first time and being able to order things online and actually get them <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I remember that very, but that was a that was a thing at the time for me. Um, but it was also kind of depressing. I think that many people go through that experience when they first come to the UK, or when they first go to another country for school, or uh-huh. for, well, mostly school, because you have to make friends. And from my understanding now, in retrospect, it seems that I was always frowning. So. I wasn't very approachable and I used to wonder why I didn't have friends and I wasn't very extroverted as well so it was new it was very new very new um just learning different things I mean it's not like I was starting from secondary school this was A levels but Mm -hmm. it was still there are still so many things that I had to learn yeah yeah Yeah, what about you Dokobo? um I started my education in UK from a levels so i did secondary school in nigeria yeah and um i did my a levels in Kent, and went back to nigeria for a foundation year so i was one of those people that got kicked back to the country <laughs> yeah and then um i came back for university um i think my experience so far has been was really fun the truth is i'd always wanted to come to uk since i was a kid and mm-hmm. The first time I came to UK, I was nine or ten. I don't remember the exact age. When I got back, I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, I went to school in UK. And, you know, she she worked hard to make sure that that happened. And settling yeah. in, there was a culture shock yeah. in terms of, like, calling teachers by their first name. Till uh... day, I, I, I can't hack it, you know, like, everyone is Mr. or Mrs. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you call them Mr. or Mrs. Like when you were when you started schooling here? You yeah. kept you keep doing you're still doing that till now. Um yeah, I still do. That's Although wild. like 
I'm I'm more careful how like who I who I who I um, refer to as missing because I don't I don't know if they're married or not. So I say miss half the time. Mm. But yeah, like people don't like you here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What when you mean people when you say people, do you mean like Nigerians or just um, who do you mean? Nationals, like UK nationals. They don't they don't oh. like being referred to too formally. Oh so god. They, yeah. they like being called their name. So I had um the mate the matron the matron of mm-hmm. my house she got really angry at me because i kept calling her miss rather than her name yeah i think it's a thing where they feel old for some reason because of the titles yes whereas we feel i think i think our one like we just feel pride from the title so not we um, the older generation of nigerians they feel (laughs) pride from like they felt pride from the titles whereas now it's all just coming down to feeling old i guess yeah, exactly. I think it's a case of, you know, you're referring to them as an older person. I'm like, I'm young, younger heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Self-deceit. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Evie again. Evie, how did you how did you feel? Like what was different about here in comparison to, to Nigeria? So was there anything about like racism, um, culture shock, I think Dr. mentioned as well, but like in a different way, like what was what was so stunning that still bothers you till date? Huh, that was a little question. I'm trying to think of it now. Yeah. Um well like like Dr. says def- there was definitely a culture shock for sure in yeah. the ways that he mentioned. But um Hmm. Well, in terms of racism, there weren't many black people in my school. It was up in New York, and when we started to see like an influx of black people, was like in the second my in my second year of A levels, when a lot of kids from Atlantic Hall for some reason came over. I think Atlantic Hall has some kind of um, affiliation with that particular school. Okay, yeah. But so many kids from Atlantic Hall came, and that's when I started to feel a little more comfortable but when i was there initially my first year there were no black people in my set only like one biracial person and she was fully english anyway so i felt out of place to be honest yeah um the food was different and (laughs) for a while i just ate what's it and a lot a lot of dairy and and (laughs) sorry no go on yeah yeah Alright, so ordinarily I don't like veggies anyway. I just recently started trying to eat them. So at the time, even though like breakfast, lunch and dinner was already provided for us, I just used to take a particular kind of meat and something else and just go to my room. And yeah, it was different in that sense. I'm trying to think what else was really different, but it's been such a long time and I already remember like the very particular moments where I felt a, a very um, harsh difference yeah no I get you on all of the points made actually because even I am presently in a place where there are hardly any black people like when us black people started meeting ourselves we stuck to each other like glue even if we yeah. didn't like each other as well like it was it's crazy like everyone is just it's it's too different like the you can't really relate with 
the other cultures as well mm. because it's so different and it, it can be so jarring like no yeah and there's no form you think it's easy enough when i first got there yeah. it was easy enough like we're all we're all teenagers aren't we yeah all, we're, we're all, all on the same age exactly we can yeah. we can get along but then you quickly realize just how much you have to catch up with in terms yeah. of their pop culture um and slang and just the way they talk i remember when i first went to the uk and someone asked me if i was all right you know the usual you're all right and i thought i genuinely thought they were asking me so i replied like they were asking me. <laughs> yeah. you oh have, my God. it takes a few of those for you to learn that it's just a greeting yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that was my experience as well no actually, <laughs> that one <laughs> yeah, yeah but man, so was like easy that. for you to make friends yes yes it was was it okay how, how um, was that like first periods of it um the thing is right like l- let me just call myself out right growing okay. up i was a bit of a poser and, <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> and reason being is like you know i was always very infatuated with uk culture at least mm-hmm. the uk culture that is represented on tv yeah you know, the way they sound I copied the accent from, you know, this kind of like British TV that I'd watched and the slang yeah. as well. I used to listen to a lot of UK rappers. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Coming in, it wasn't too hard to just kind of set base with people. And um, it, I also kind of had a dream about my school before I got in. So mm-hmm. like the first two people I met in my dream were the first two people I met when I came into school. One of them happened to be a guy from my secondary school. Ah, okay. Yeah, so through him, I just, you know, I just managed to bond, man. Like, literally, that first day, I had boys. Um, And that was nice. I had quite a few black people in my school. They went a lot, I'll be honest. They went a lot. I think in my year, they were, like, maybe six. What part of the UK were you in? I was in Kent. I guess that makes sense. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Do you think? Nah, that's yeah. why. And it w- it was quite a posh kind of school setting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't too hard to make friends. Honestly, like it was a very lovely experience. My yeah. roommate at the time, till date, has been one of my best um, roommates I've ever had. Honestly, yeah. and you know the environment that was lovely too. And also, like, when it comes to hanging with black people, to be very honest with you, uh, I don't particularly like hanging with too many black people. Why? Basically, in school, I was terrorized by a lot of them. So so you can see how, like, that kind of translated that. So coming in, I just didn't, I didn't have confidence talking to boys a lot. and that just dissuaded me from really chilling with you know with the love the love boys but at the same time there's a bit of how do i say this there's a bit of a clash connecting with other people so i found it very hard to really click up with you know english guys or german guys basically anybody that was white because in the end like we had you know a different type of fun and the type of fun they they liked i wasn't very interested yeah. So I just ended up forming my own little group of friends that I just used to hang with throughout. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I get you. 
Yeah, I got I got you on like that when you said you were a bit of a poser. Like I don't know if it's really called posing because like where we're from, we're we're literally stuck in other people's cultures because mm. you know the Western world was so like fascinating to like most people, you know. Mm. So and that's what most of us grew up on. We grew up on Disney Channel for for instance, like even here like people still ask me like what's my accent and some some of them go oh you sound american or you sound south african or something like that mm. and i'm like well i grew up on the tv so that's kind of why i sound how i sound mm. so and even coming here as well i'm soaking in like their accent as well and it's coming as well to like talk to people you know so mm. i wouldn't really call it posing it's just like how it's our situation it's assimilating yeah that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. I always find it interesting as well with Nigeria because we learn English grammar and English language and how to speak and then English way, but when we watch American media and then when you end yeah. up going to well, I think it's probably it, I don't know, I haven't I haven't gone to American school, but I think it might be easier to assimilate in America than in England. Very true. England you kind of mix both together and so you're you're ha- you have some hard R's at the mm. same time you have some mm-hmm. you have ah when you're trying to say like a word with a in it so it's 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 a combination of both and then it becomes this weird combination and the yeah. accent is that yeah. and you think I you're like the best way possible yeah like honestly we should just like make our own we should give a name to our own accent like the people who are in limbo like us like just give it like our own like definition of accent or something it's not nigerian it's not english it's not american it's just, just something, something different <laughs> I anyway, tell people yeah. I created my accent because I genuinely think I created my accent. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, to some extent, you actually did. did. To okay. some extent, you did. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, job wise, now, like after you finish school, everything else, how was that getting a job? This is anyone can answer this. That how was it getting a job, or getting internships, or even getting like side jobs during school? Just all of that, you know. Oh. Let me let me start on this because um, I had a whole rant about this yesterday. Mm. Basically, it was incredibly hard. I don't care what anyone says, as long as you're an international in this country, getting a job is is literally one of the longest procedures you'd ever do. Yeah. Um, I've done so my my degree. I studied computer science with a year in industry, and. Mm you know what that entailed was okay i needed to get a placement year and the problem with placement years is that most companies that actually take on year in the industry students they're looking for people that will come back after they finish their final year and that posed a problem for me because before they had introduced the graduate visa um you know you have to get sponsorship from a company. So literally, a majority of of jobs in UK, they are not licensed to take on an international student. There's actually a list of them that have have actually paid to be like, okay, yeah, we can take in internationals. They can do the actual process and they can afford to sponsor an international student. So um, getting my placement job was really difficult. I had to start working like from the end of my first year just so I can build up enough work experience to set me apart from everybody else that is in the same situation, which is a lot of us. And um, 
that was quite easy in the sense that my university is really good at helping with employment so it was through the uni that i got all my qualifications it was through the uni i got my internships i became an automation developer so working with virtual robots and that was done via the direct influence of my favorite lecturer (laughs) you know she's my g you know i told her look I've, i've been looking for a job for almost a year you know, and nothing was coming through almost a year. And I'm qualified. I have extracurricular activity. I was an ambassador. I taught in schools. I volunteered. Everything. And, um, you know, it didn't work out. So she just called one of her one of her guys and was like, oh, we have a placement student that you might like. Um, and then he saw my profile, gave me a call, got the job. And that's how it's been for literally everything through my university yeah. I got most of my jobs yeah that's nice yeah how about you Evie that's lucky um, I feel like Dr. Rohit hit the nail on the head with that one in the sense that it was very very difficult when I finished uni I hadn't done any placements or internships and the only kind of job that I had worked was like a care job and I hated it I just wasn't cut out for it I feel like those kinds of jobs are for specific kinds of people and just wasn't for me so I left a care home job but I, I still to date haven't gotten a job within my industry in the UK. Like wow. you said, you have to get um, a company that sponsors and for animation, it's a handful, I think it's about 35 or so. So I got the names from the tier two sponsor list and I I applied to all of them. Yeah. And in uni, when I finished uni undergrad, I had, um, trying to figure out how long I had I had a couple of months to find a job and it just wasn't seeming possible um yeah and I I got an offer I think my uni was also really good for um employment and they had all these well they had this thing called the NCCA showcase where you get to show your final major project at a whole showcase everyone shows theirs off and it's kind of like an, an, an affair as well because you have employers there and I got an offer from a studio called Blue Zoo in London. But the issue was they said the visa requirements, the, the salary the salary for the visa I would have to get was higher than what they were offering for that job. Oh. And I didn't expect that to be an, an actual issue, but it was. And so I couldn't get that job. And I ended up going back to Nigeria. And then I came back again for my master's just a few months after. Yeah. Um, and after my master's, I had four months to find a job, and it just wasn't possible again. I had an interview, it fell through. So it's been really hard. It's honestly been really hard. Um, when you get when you get um offers from the big studios, they come once in a while, and I had one recently. I passed interview stage and everything, and then yeah. they said they I think maybe one of their gigs fell through or something, and so they had they had already been hiring very aggressively. Yeah. And so they had enough people on their team such that at that point they couldn't hire me and it's just been so 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 frustrating and what yeah, that sounds that sounds very hard yeah yeah it is so yeah. as i am right now honestly <laughs> i'm applying for a second master's to go back because i'm wow. it's like a last minute resort yeah i can't, I can't yeah. seem to i don't want to stay, i don't want to keep staying here honestly i've been trying to go back on a yeah. job visa but if i can't get a job visa then i'll go for another master's get some more skills and stay for the two years and definitely will get a job at that rate 
it's just that you know it's, it's just like she was saying it's a graft and i think you know a lot of people don't appreciate that it's an actual graft it's it like is. looking for a job is like a nine-to-five job on its own mm-hmm. <laughs> for yes. an international student is ridiculous yeah no i feel you on that one yeah because with all the cover letters and this and that that you have to tailor to every single job mm-hmm. you're applying to <laughs> no it's actually sick it's it's irritating honestly to think about sometimes i am in i'm about to like start the job hunting pro- like i'm not in a hurry though i think it's because of this whole two-year um, yeah, you guys are yeah. really lucky that you got that. I I yeah. was leaving school when that was being implemented, and it was so frustrating. Yeah, that's so. Oh yeah. no! Oh, <laughs> just I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. actually yeah. so frustrating if you were Very. just before you got ruled out. Yeah, you know there was a petition for the UK to allow people that were graduating at that time to also get in on it for this. There segment. was. Yeah, there, there was. was. How come they didn't like? They didn't approve it. No, mm. they said it starts from summer. That's that's wow. That's, it's that's actually it's actually what I was trying to explain to people that the way visa restrictions are set up, yeah. they are set up in a way where you will be picked to do low skilled jobs, and mm. then you will not have a very great advantage when it gets to when it comes to applying for higher skilled jobs. Yeah, yeah. Those, those rights are reserved for UK nationals. But the yeah. thing is. A lot of um, a lot of like UK nationals think that foreigners are the ones taking the jobs when the whole job market was not designed for us in the first place. Bruh. At all. <laughs> At all. Wow, that's really frustrating. So, what masters are you going to do now, Ivy? Um, digital design. It's kind of it's almost like a facet of my initial degree, which was computer visualization and animation. Okay. But in this one, the main reason why I'm going for that is because I want to learn a bit of FX, which is like visual effects simulations, and I want to get my hands on this particular software called Houdini, which is really good. Yeah. And so even though I'm not exactly super psyched about going back to school, I don't want to go to school. I hate. I just I don't <laughs> want to do it again. Yeah. I'm not psyched about going back, but I do want to learn this new software, and I want to get those two years. I think I've earned those two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Did your sister have like a different experience? Did she get a job and everything else or um so she's had a bit of a roller coaster of ride for her, her um academics. She started with mm-hmm. nutrition and dietetics and now she's she then she tried pharmacy but she didn't get into pharmacy. And now she's doing nursing, which she really, really likes. That's good. Um yeah, and she recently got an offer from a hospital in Manchester, so she's very happy about that too. She's just now starting out in that direction. She works in care homes, and she's quite good at it. So yeah. she's she's very cut out for nursing, and yeah. she got the two years as well. So she's oh, lucky. That's on amazing. That. Yeah, yeah. She's doing she's doing her masters right now. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm doing like something. I'm doing care actually i'm actually doing like it it's been okay for me it's been really good for me and the pay is not bad at all so like that's another yeah. very good incentive but um i'm also doing like some set this thing which is gonna last like another two years then qualify and then you know i think the hospital the health field has more jobs and are willing to take more people in than mm. most other fields so if you're doing nursing if you're doing you know care and all of these other jobs like the likelihood of you getting in is like a lot larger than people doing like normal corporate jobs 
art yeah. jobs and everything. Yeah. yeah. I, ha- I have a problem with that because almost every every other black person is doing something related to healthcare. Um, it quite annoys me. It's not that I think it's bad or anything. It's just that, like, why is that the only one that yeah. is having room for us? Yeah. Sometimes it's bad, yeah. though, because we're we're being we're taken away from our country so our country has poor health care and then we're shipping people who can do like the who can take care of people like shipping them over here to help people here and then our country is losing that and then people are just going to be dying because the people who can do the work are going away going away yeah that's the that's the difficulty i have with it Mm. yeah like a big part of me wants to come wants to go back and like like do what i'm doing there as well like at least an extension or something but i know that living in nigeria is not the greatest thing in the world so mm. there are some good ones there was this nurse that came back to nigeria and started her, her own um how do i say mental health clinic where it was yeah. for like when when they've like you know they've done the tr- they've done the treatment and now they're like rehabilitating into regular mm. life yeah. going to turn for it but like she she had the same kind of outlook about it and she came back to the country and it's quite good because my auntie's yeah. there nice yeah. yeah honestly yeah. that's kind of my plan like anything mm. i do here would be an extension into nigeria yeah. for sure like yeah. i'm not i'm not just going to live in the mud because governments and people inside there are mad so. <laughs> <I> be, <laughs> um, yeah. but you know one thing i would just put out there is like if you do get your graduate visa don't be afraid to try things like freelancing because um i I gave up on the hustle for finding a nine-to-five job Mm. actually straight after university i got a graduate role that would have been able to you know get me to get a visa so the idea was i joined this graduate role which was registered as a charity for entrepreneurs who are creating fintech businesses mm-hmm. and the idea was with my graduate visa i did two years then i applied for like an entrepreneurship visa like mm-hmm. a startup visa and go on but that didn't go to plan due to certain things and yeah. um i just said you know what i'm just gonna freelance so right now i'm a freelance artist and you know i work with the welsh council of art mm-hmm. i i'm also a trainee producer etc yeah. And I want to try and get a visa to freelancer. Then amazing, <laughs> amazing! Congrats, man! Like, yeah, yeah like EVA, you can take that on as well. Like when you come in, yeah, like freelance with your arts and stuff. Yeah, I definitely will try that. At the moment, I have so many things going on, and I, I do want to carry them when I go to the UK as well. Yeah. So hopefully, um, and one of the studios that I'm working for right now is in the UK. They didn't sponsor, but they're a brand okay. new one, so. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I did try to get a graduate role after my master's, but that even that, there were no opportunities according to my tutor. Mm. So yeah, man, let's just see how it goes. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck, both of you and myself. Actually, <laughs> would 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 thrive in this country by force, by fire. Yes. yes. <laughs> so really nice talking to both of you. We've come to the end of this. It's really nice getting everyone's input, and I hope that it would help like other people who are also here or you know they could contact us as well so i might be giving out our information to whoever listens and wants to like know more if that's okay with you both yeah yeah okay that's great lovely 
today thank you guys again so much for being on and uh, talk to you guys soon maybe bye, bye. bye. bye.